wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Confidence and the positive energy that professionals have, that highly successful people have, is based on the fact that they're optimistic. They're optimistic because they know they have done the preparatory work. They've done the preparatory work because that preparatory work comes from discipline. That discipline leads to their confidence and that discipline and confidence leads to performance and that performance leads to them getting rewards and results. Those rewards and results leads to them having a name and a reputation. That name and a reputation is the reason why they're a professional. So you see how all this goes in a cycle? This is how it works, everybody. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and a person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. And I noticed that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about or how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. 
for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. Dre, what is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called Work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we are going into, as promised, as predicted, as expected and anticipated, part two of four, how to be a more resilient individual. And you already got the background on this, where this is coming from in yesterday's masterclass. If you did not listen to that, go listen to it. This is part two or four, as I already explained. So before I get into this, let me remind you all, send out a daily motivation text message for free every morning to everyone who's in my text community. If you want to receive this message that is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point, just text me right now. Here's the number, 305-384-6894. It is down below in the show notes as well. Secondly, workonyourgameuniversity.com is where you take your next step with me. So if you're loving this show, you're getting a lot of value from the show and you're ready to go to the next level. You want to make more money. You want to lose more weight. You want to be more disciplined. You want to be more consistent. You want to get your shit together. Whatever that happens to be, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You will see your options for getting started with me. You want to schedule a call with me. You want to get into the courses, get access to all the valuable material we have there. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can do that while you listen to me talk. All that said, let's get into the topic. Part two of four, how to be a more resilient individual. Again, parts one through three was yesterday. We're picking up on point number four. Number four is optimism. You want to be more resilient, optimism will help. What does optimism mean? It means having a positive outlook, a positive idea of what the future holds. Definition of optimism is hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. So let's just talk about that something being your circumstance. This optimism is connected to your positive mental attitude. By definition, again, confidence and hopefulness about the future or the successful outcome is looking at your circumstances and expecting positive. That's it. That's what optimism is. Remember what we've talked about when it comes to expectations. In the long run of life, we usually get what we expect. So it will help you to have a positive reason to be optimistic. Doesn't that help your optimism when you have a good reason to be optimistic? For example, if you're about to run a a marathon, It's easier to be optimistic about running that marathon if you have actually trained for the marathon than if you have not trained for it. Next week from the date that I'm recording this, I'll be speaking on the stage at an event. Actually, six days from now. I know. Actually, next week, not six days, seven days. I will be more optimistic. I have more reason, let's say, to be optimistic about that speech when I have actually prepared for the speech than if I did not prepare for the speech. That's simple, right? The challenge for many people is that they want to be optimistic, yet they have not done the work that affords them the right to be optimistic. Now, you can be optimistic even if you have not done the work, but it's much harder to do simply because you have no solid reasons to be optimistic. You're just being optimistic just because it sounds good and it feels good. And again, doesn't mean you can't do it, but it would help your optimism. You can support your optimism by doing your homework and doing the work ahead of time that actually gives you a real reason to be optimistic. Everybody follow what I'm saying here? Talked about doing your homework in episode 1925, by the way, if you have not Listen to that. And in the long run of life, you get what you expect. And usually when we expect things, what do we do? We take actions around them. You expect it to rain. Do you carry an umbrella? Of course. If you expect to be in great shape, do you go to the gym? Yes. And if you want to be optimistic about keeping dry on a day that you know that it's going to rain, 
carrying an umbrella helps your optimism about the fact that you'll be able to stay dry, right? You see how all this connects together? So that is how you give yourself a positive reason to have optimistic energy. Being optimistic alone is not the goal. You just want to do the work. You also rather want to do the work that affords you the right to be optimistic. That's the better process. So do the work ahead of time. Do the preparatory work ahead of time because preparation is the hallmark of a professional and professionals have positive expectations about their outcomes. This is why many professionals are very disciplined and confident and they're confident because of their discipline, because discipline creates confidence. And let me actually tell you where that episode is, because I want to make sure all of you got all of this stuff. This episode 757, because discipline creates confidence, the professional is more disciplined in doing their preparatory work, doing their homework that allows them to have more optimism. Therefore, it's easier for them to be positive. Therefore, the highest performing people usually have the highest levels of confidence. And y'all think this is some kind of magic trick. No, it's not a magic trick. I just broke it down for you. Confidence and the positive energy that professionals have, that highly successful people have, is based on the fact that they're optimistic. They're optimistic because they know they have done the preparatory work. They've done the preparatory work because that preparatory work comes from discipline. That discipline leads to their confidence and that discipline and confidence leads to performance and that performance leads to them getting rewards and results. Those rewards and results leads to them having a name and a reputation. That name and a reputation is the reason why they're a professional. So you see how all this goes in a cycle? This is how it works, everybody. Point number five. Today's topic, once again, is we're on part two of four, how to be more resilient. Number five, have a network. Yes, a network. How does a network help you be resistant? Let me tell you. A network is your relationships, your connections, your people. We just talked about this in the episode on why you should not be a lone wolf, why you should not be out here doing everything by yourself. When you have other people around you, positive people who are going somewhere, hopefully just as resilient as you are as well, what each of you can do is pick each other up when anybody else needs something. That's the value of having a solid network of good people around you. So let me give you an example. Episode 488, I talked about one of my virtual mentors, a guy by the name of Damon Dash, who is an entrepreneur in the entertainment and media space. And in that episode, not in that episode, actually, I heard Damon Dash say this at a different time, not in that episode. But the fact that I had heard him say this years earlier is one of the reasons why he ended up being in my virtual mentor series. But he said that if you have 10 people in a circle and each one of those 10 people has a million dollars, or at least a million dollars. And one of the people in the circle goes broke. They don't have any money for whatever reason. They lost all their money. Each of the other nine people in the circle can give that one person $100,000. Now what happens? Everybody has money again. But if you have no one around you and you lose everything and you have no network, if anything goes wrong for you, then you have no one to lean on. You have no one to call on. It's not that it's impossible for one person who's down on their luck to pick themselves up by themselves but it's much easier to pick yourself up. You got 10 people helping you up than it would be if you had to do it on your own. Can we all agree to that? This is the value of having a network. This is the reason why I talked about, uh, this is the reason why I did a full series on the Dream 100 in episodes 24, 84, 85, and 86, just about a month ago. The reason that I did that series is to help you understand that there is a process and a strategy that you can use to start building your connections, your professional connections with people who are already in the game, maybe even playing the game better than you right now. All right. There's a reason why I did series for that exact reason. There's the reason why when it comes to relationships, I have at least 10 episodes in the history of this show with the word relationships in the title of the episode, because the relationships, relationships matter so much in life. It's talked about leveling up in your relationship in episode 2397. Episode 1939, How to Build Relationships in Business. Episode 1904, Handling the Third Day in Relationships. 
episode number 1489, Relationship Building Principles and How Time is the Key to Relationships, episode 1439. So as you can see, those are just a few examples. And you can listen to every episode in history of the show by going to workingonyourgamepodcast.com. Relationships are the key to you moving yourself forward faster. Now, you can move yourself forward just by doing hard work by yourself. The challenge is that you're going to come into something that you simply can't do, something that you don't know how to do, a question that you don't know how to answer, a issue that you don't know how to attack or address. But if you had the right people around you, they would know how to handle it easily. This is why relationships matter so much. And those relationships can help you handle your challenges much better, faster and efficiently than a Google search can help you handle a challenge. So a network helps you be resilient because when you're down and out and things are not working in your favor, when you have a solid network of solid people around you, assuming that they're not all down and out at the same time that you're down and out, they can bring you up with their energy by in a way that you might not be able to bring up yourself. Now, is there a way that you can bring energy up just yourself, just with yourself and not dealing with anybody else? Yes, we call it the bulletproof mindset. I got a whole training on it inside of workonyourgameuniversity.com. So you join the university, you'll get access to the bulletproof mindset program. But if you had other people around you and they all have a bulletproof mindset and you're the only one who's feeling down in the moment, how much quicker would you get up? If everybody around you already had the bulletproof mindset, all they got to do is give you a little piece of what they already have. This is why the network matters so much. When you are looking to do business, when anyone's looking to do business, first place that most people look when they want to do business is around to the people who they already know. Can we agree? When Wes Pfeiffer was on the show, he's a college basketball coach. He was a college teammate of mine, fellow professional player after college, and then went on to the coaching ranks. He's a college basketball coach to this very day. He was on the show. I asked him, when you go into your job interviews to get those coaching jobs, and that's a tough job to get. And getting a, hired to work at a college or university is like getting hired in corporate, whereas it's like it's not like one person you got to impress. You got to impress like 10 people and they all got to sign off on you getting the job. And Wes got that job. And I asked him, you know, what was the process for you getting the job? And he said three things that people ask when they want to hire you for a job. Number one, do I know you? Number two, do I like you? Number three, are you good? One, two, three. In that order, by the way, I want you all to catch the hierarchy of those questions. Notice that how good you are is only the third question. First one is, do I know who you are? Is there a relationship between me and you? How many degrees of separation between me and you? That's networking, folks. That's relationships. Number two, do I like you? Do I have a positive relationship with you? And number three, are you actually good at the job? Many of you have it backwards. You think being good at the job is the key to you moving forward. No, it is not. Even though this show is called Work On Your Game. That does not mean don't have game. You do need to be good. That question, you can't be garbage. Somebody knows you and likes you and you're garbage, you're going to get opportunities. You may get a few here and there, but eventually that ain't going to work because you'll start making people look bad. So if I know you and I like you, but you're terrible at the job and I give you the job anyway, you're going to make me look bad. So eventually I'm going to stop liking you. and I'm going to stop knowing you because you're making me look bad. You get what I'm saying? So do people have a connection with you? When someone's looking to do business, the first place they look is to their network, to the people that they already know. So any of you who's out there and you want to sell things or you want to sell a service or you want to sell yourself. The easiest way to make a sale is for people to find you through word of mouth, meaning you were referred to them by somebody who they already know, like and trust because they will already they come in as what we call a warm lead. They're already warmed up to you because you were recommended by somebody that they already trust. It's different than if they come in cold, meaning maybe they found you through an advertisement that you were running or you did some type of marketing campaign that got their attention. Now they come in a little bit cold. They don't know you. They're not sure if they like you and they don't trust you because they don't know you. But if you came standing next to somebody who they know and their friend trusts you, then they're going to have at least a little bit of trust for you because you came in with somebody that they already trust. So that built in trust brushes off. You get to trickle down trust on you. Trickle down trust. That's a good phrase. So that's the first place anybody goes when they want to do business is somebody that they know. Any of you ever been in, hooked up on a date or any of you in a relationship with somebody that you were introduced to by a friend? 
you were warmer to that person when you got introduced simply because they got introduced by a friend, somebody you trusted. Next thing people look for is things that they like, things that they actually like. And things that people like usually is based on time that they have invested with it. So there are people who have come into my world who they don't know me. They never actually met me. They didn't come word of mouth recommended, but they like me and they can feel like they know me at least on some level. Why? Because they consume my material, put out so much material that you listen to this podcast for a year straight. You feel like there's a relationship here, even if we've never actually shook hands. So you know me on some level and you like me because you've been listening to my voice. You got a good feel for what I'm about and know how I do what I do. And that's the next level people look at. And the third level is, are you good? And they just look for, well, who's actually good at what they do? Who's the best at what they do? Actual phrase that Wes used on the show is, are you the best? You don't necessarily even have to be the best. You got to be good. You have to be competent. You got to have some ability level. Any of you ever seen somebody get hired for a job who clearly was not the best? You don't have to be the best, but you got to be up there. You got to be qualified. You got to have something. So this is the third level that people look, though. This is what I want y'all to keep in mind. This is the third thing that people look for if the first two don't know, satisfy their needs. So what's your network? Who are the people that you have around you? Who are your people? When I did some, I did some speaking for the NBA back in, this is a few years ago, and it was three or four of us. It was one, two. It was two of us who did not work for the NBA who would go to these events. We spoke to like every team in the, the NBA's minor league called the G League. And we spoke to every team in the league over the course of one particular season. And it was two of us who were from outside of the organization. So it'd be like four of us at every event, four of us like the speakers. And two of them were from the NBA. They would go and talk to the team about like team level stuff and league level stuff. And you need to do this. And here's your go to this app and fill out these forms and stuff like that. And then the two of us, me and this other woman, her name was Kalima. She would talk about things like what to do off the court. Who are your people, just your relationships and your connections. And I was talking more about the career stuff. What do you do when basketball's over? Are you even thinking about that? How can you transition if and when you do transition? And she would always say, Kalima, the other woman who would speak, every speech she gave, we gave the same speech every time, both of us. And she would always ask them, who are your people? No, who are your people? Who are you connected to? And who do you call when you need something outside of basketball players? You know, and who sees you as more than just a basketball player? And it'd be interesting conversations that came from those questions. The whole point is, who's your network? Do you even have one? Point number six. Today's topic, once again, we are on part two of four, how to be more resilient. Number six, problem solving. You want to be resilient, you got to be good at solving problems. Good thing about problems, everybody, is that they all have solutions. If something does not have a solution, then it's not actually a problem. I've talked about problems in at least 30 episodes of this show, at least 30. All right. Episode number 1343, how to solve the problems and add value. Episode number 1571, how to make yourself bigger by solving bigger problems. Episode 1918, why do you keep having the same problems? Episode 1932, why you want bigger problems? Episode 1980, how to find bigger problems. Episode 2010, identify problems, but focus on solutions. Episode 2210, telling yourself that you're focusing on myself. That is not a solution to a problem. Focusing on yourself is not a solution to a problem. Episode 2282, you are the problem, but you are not the problem. Episode 2340, your top five problems after you are making money in business. By the way, workingyourgamepodcast.com. You can listen to any episode that I'm referencing here. Some of these will be out of the feed in Apple Podcasts or Spotify simply because they only hold, I believe, last I looked, is about 500 episodes each. So anything that's more than 500 episodes past, you have to go to workingyourgamepodcast.com. But everything is there and it will always be there. So this point six, problem solving. Sometimes your resilience is simply called on for you to solve a challenge that is in front of you. Sometimes you just got to solve the thing in front of you. Good thing about problems, everybody, is again, they all have solutions. Otherwise, they wouldn't be problems. 
All right. So the sun coming out in the morning is not a problem because there's no solution. That's just a thing. It just exists. A problem can be solved. So a key soft skill for resilience is your ability to address, accurately identify and solve problems. Your ability to look at a situation, figure out its component parts, address the actual issue that needs to be addressed in lieu of addressing the symptoms of the issue. This is what, for example, a good doctor or dentist is good at. They look at the situation, they figure out what the actual issue is and address the actual issue. Now, not every doctor does this. I know some of you probably have some medical experiences that probably tell you different than what I just said with the wrong doctor, but a good doctor is good at this. And I, by the way, even trashed the American medical system in episode 2338. If you like to hear me do that, I did it very expertly in that episode. The whole point is when you are good at diagnosing a problem, then at least you give yourself an opportunity to do something about it. I wrote an article about this in probably mid-March 2023, where I talked about one day I pulled in, I went to Whole Foods, right? Drove to Whole Foods, put the groceries in the trunk, get home, and I pull into the parking garage and I go to open the trunk and the trunk just will not open. Now, this trunk is kind of like electronic. You push a little button and the trunk opens and there's no key slot. There is no option to manually open the trunk. You can either push the button on the inside of the car to open the trunk, push the button on your keys to open the trunk, or you push the electronic button on the trunk to open the trunk. Those are only three ways to open the trunk. There's no other way to open the trunk, but the trunk would not open. And I tried every different way. It would not open. So I thought there might be a manual key slot. So I went and took this. I went and got screwdrivers, took the license plate off so I could see the whole back of the trunk and look for the key slot. There was no key slot. And I'm trying, trying, trying. The trunk is not opening. And I don't know what the hell the problem is. Finally, I had the car owner's manual in the glove box. So I start leafing through the owner's manual, find a part, find a section about the trunk of the car. And what happens is I realize that there's a little switch on the inside of the glove box in this car that you can lock the trunk from the inside to where the trunk is completely locked and there's no way for anyone to open it. And allegedly, I was told that the reason this button is in there is because you can use that. Like, let's say you're valeting your car or something and you want to make sure nobody can break in or you don't want anything to get stolen. You can basically put all your valuables in the trunk, hit that lock thing. Then you can use the key to manually lock the glove box. So that way nobody can actually unlock the trunk from the glove box because they can't get in and nobody can get in your trunk because it's locked. So that's the reason why that switch exists. But the switch is inside the glove box. Now, how did the switch get locked? The reason it got locked is because I keep a little car holster, a holster in there. I use that holster to hold my phone sometimes if I record a video while I'm driving. So any of you watch me on YouTube, you see the videos where I'm driving. Sometimes I use a... Actually, anytime I'm doing that, I use some kind of holster, whether it's for my phone or for a GoPro camera. So apparently when I grabbed my holster out of the car that day, because I had recorded some videos, I had accidentally hit that switch to locked while I was grabbing the holster and inadvertently locked the trunk. And I didn't even realize it. And then all I did was that switch back to unlock and the trunk open immediately. The whole point, the reason I'm sharing that with you is because before I had even realized what I had done, I had been trying to solve the wrong problem which is something's wrong with the trunk. The trunk is stuck. The trunk was not stuck. It was simply doing what it had been told to do was to stay locked. But as soon as I realized what the problem was and addressed it, everything was fixed. You get what I'm saying? So a good doctor is good at diagnosing the right issue and you need to be good at diagnosing the right issue. It's kind of like if you have a cold and your nose is running a lot and you go buy the best tissues that money can buy, that will address the symptom, but it doesn't address the issue. The symptom is your nose is running, but the root issue is not that you need to just keep blowing your nose. The root issue, you got to figure out why your nose is running in the first place. All right, what caused it? If you don't address the right issue, then your problem solving is inaccurate. Then you will continue to have the same problems. All right, that we call that an inaccurate formula. Let's recap today's class. What's part two or four? How to be more resilient. Number four, optimism. 
This is connected to your positive mental attitude, defined as hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. It's looking at your circumstances and expecting a positive outcome is much easier to do this when you have a real reason to do it, which means you have done your damn homework, which is what every professional does. Number five, network. These are your relationships, your connections, your people. If you have strong people around you, whenever you feel weak, they can all pick you up and you can do the same for the people around you. But you must have the network. That means you need to invest time, money, attention, energy, and focus into building relationships, people. Do not be a lone wolf out here on your own. And number six, problem solving. Sometimes resilience is simply called on for you to solve a challenge that is in front of you. That means being able to identify, diagnose, and address the right problem, not just a symptom of the problem. Many people are good at addressing symptoms like blowing your nose over and over again, but not addressing the actual problem, which is how you got a cold in the first place. All said, text me. Tell me the best insight you got from today's class. My number is 305-384-6894. Text me also to get the daily motivation. And my number again, 305-384-6894. Next step, you ready to go to the next level with me? You want to work with me directly? You want to be coached by me? Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.